life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Beat it, you hippie! Don't come here with that posh talk, you nasty stuck-up twit. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am GamerDude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today it's our year-end episode. We're bringing 2023 to a close and at the same time we are finishing up Season 6. If you'd asked me six years ago, would I have six seasons of Storytime complete? I would have been hard-pressed to say yes, and I'm going to tell you why in just a minute. But what we're going to do today is we're going to reflect on the year 2023, we're going to reflect on the podcast this year, and I'm going to thank you again for all of your support. Don't worry, we're not going anywhere. As I've mentioned in the past couple of weeks, I'm going to cut back the number of episodes for Season 7, but we are still going to be doing Season 7 of Storytime, so don't worry, we're not going anywhere. As I said, we're going to reflect on 2023. I'm going to get to that in just a minute. Before I do that, though, I just wanted to share with you a couple of year-end memories that I have. This is just not specific to this year. This is specific to year endings when I was a kid. And I think I've mentioned this in the past. It was a big deal at the end of the year, that day after Christmas, to go out and hit the sales, the post-Christmas sales. And you had to go out and hit them. Because, of course, there was no internet when I was a kid. There was no online stuff. Sure, you could buy things through a catalog, but that wasn't the same as an internet sale. You had to have the catalog, you had to mail the order form in, you had to wait for them to process it, and you had to wait for the package to come. There were no catalog sales like there are Amazon sales or Walmart sales online these days where they reduce the prices. They might send you a sale catalog every once in a while, but it's not the same. It wasn't the same. And neither one of those is the same as the sales they had in the stores. Because back in the day... The stores would have to stock the product for the holidays. And then when the holidays were over, some companies would let them ship the stuff back to the main warehouse, but some companies did not. So a store like JCPenney or RJ Mars or Jamesway or Kmart or whatever, they had to get rid of the stock for the Christmas holidays. And to do that, they would put it on sale. Same thing with Christmas decorations. They would load up on the Christmas decorations, the lawn ornaments, the Christmas tree ornaments, the wreaths, the lights, the wrapping paper, the bows. They would load that stuff up before Christmas, and then when the holiday was over, they had to get rid of it. They didn't want to keep it. They didn't want to stock it somewhere. It was cheaper to sell it at a discount than it was to ship it to a warehouse somewhere. So the day after Christmas, if you were industrious, as my dad was, you would get up, crack a dawn, get to the store, and take advantage of the 50% off sale. And 50 was just the start. Usually after the first three, four days, no longer than a week, they would go from 50% off to 75% off. And if you were lucky, the thing you wanted would last a week and get down to the 75% off markdown? Oh, that was a deal. Then you'd store that thing away, whatever it was, wrapping paper, lawn ornament, wreath for the door. You'd put it in your own storage until next Christmas and then bring out your great sale item. My dad was the king of December 26th shopping. Black Friday sales were great. Those pre-Christmas sales were great. Nobody could get deals better than my dad on December 26th. Because not only would he get the 50% off price, but my dad would negotiate for floor samples. Well, you know, that wreath's been hanging on the door. The boxed one is $20. 50% off is 10 I'll give you 5 for that one on the door. And the store didn't want to keep that one on the door. My dad would get it for 5 bucks. He'd get the 75% off the day after Christmas. Same with wrapping paper. 
Well, there's this tube of wrapping paper over here. It's five bucks regularly. Two fifty is fifty percent off. Look at the tear on the end of this one. The whole tube is crushed. Give you two bucks for it. And the store owner wanted to get rid of the damn stuff so my dad would get the tube for two bucks. My dad was a master at bundling stuff. He did it at flea markets. He did it at garage sales. He would most definitely do it at the store trying to get rid of all the Christmas stuff. All right, I'll take these 10 boxes of lights. 50% off, they'd be 10 bucks. How about since I'm taking 10 off your hands, you give them to me for five? Because my dad knew that the guy didn't want to store them. And yeah, there were other people coming, but they might not want to buy all the lights. So my dad being there bright and early, loading up his shopping cart with stuff, the guy would give him a deal. Because the store owner knew in another three or four days he'd have to mark it down again. Maybe it would sell, maybe it wouldn't. My dad was there, money in hand, the store owner sold it to him. You can't find deals like that, not really, not too much anymore. I mean, you can a little bit, but first of all, you don't get to negotiate like my dad did. But second of all, they don't have the same quantity of stuff that they used to have. Places like Lowe's and Home Depot, they used to have a lot of stuff, and they would put it all on sale for at least 50% off the day after Christmas. Mrs. Gamer Dude and I went out this year. Lowe's had nothing. They had like three strands of lights, two holiday stuffed animals, and that was basically it. There was nothing in the store. What the hell kind of sale is that? You got nothing on sale. I want to know what they did with it. Did they just pack it away? I know they had some stuff for the holiday season. Now, Walmart, Walmart does put stuff on sale, and they put stuff on sale for 50% off. But the problem with Walmart, a lot of their stuff is just crap. You don't want it anyway. No offense, Walmart, but it's true. A lot of your stuff is just crap. And in a lot of cases, it's overpriced crap. So when you knock it down to 50% off, that's about what it should be selling for. The best deals you get at Walmart is if you can wait them out and they knock it down to 75% off. They usually do that around New Year's. We've discovered that over the years. But the funny thing is, and the sad thing is, people will buy that Walmart crap even at 50% off. It's overpriced at 50% off and people will still buy it up. The only thing that's a decent deal is wrapping paper, especially in these inflationary times. Wrapping paper got expensive, and I don't know why. It hasn't really changed that much. Maybe the patterns are different, but the concept of wrapping paper has pretty much stayed the same. And yet the price on that seems to have skyrocketed in recent years, like all of a sudden they're making it out of gold-lined paper or something? I don't know. But a roll of wrapping paper for $7? I mean, I'm going to go buy old newsprint. Except you can't find newsprint anymore. You can't find paper bags from the store. You can't find things to wrap presents in anymore. That's why wrapping paper is so expensive. You can't use newspaper. You can't use paper bags. They don't exist. I may have just answered my own question. But at least as far as the post-Christmas sale is concerned, Walmart does put all of its overpriced wrapping paper on sale at 50% off. And as long as you go look and find the big rolls, because they have those cheap little rolls like 20 square feet, that's ridiculous. 20 square feet may give you two shirt boxes. You gotta find the big rolls, the 60 square feet, the 80 square feet. Those usually have the crappy pictures on them, like a one-eyed Santa Claus or a three-legged reindeer. But at least it's 60 square feet. But yeah, when I was a kid, those end-of-year sales trips, oh, 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 we got up and got going early. And my dad would always invite us. But it was really not so much of a voluntary invitation as a command performance. Because dad would say, all right, I'm leaving at eight. I'll see you in the morning. And it wasn't like, do you want to come? No, it was like, I'll see you in the morning. So you knew you were going. I think part of that was to give mom a break. It may have been so dad could spend time with us too, but I think it was to give mom a break. She'd been dealing with us all since school let out. We had that Christmas dinner. My dad's parents were over. My mom was already frazzled. He would haul us out of the house to give mom a break. Looking back, I think that's what it was as much as anything. But I do remember that was the thing that we did. So I got to thinking about that when Mrs. Gamerdude and I were out this year. And that, of course, got me to thinking about 2023 in general. 
I did talk about the end of the year earlier this month, and I did talk about how time is kind of an artificial construct, and looking at the end of the year as the end of something, or the beginning of something, is kind of arrogant of humans. I mean, it really is. Time just exists. We measure it, and we break it up, and we cut it into things that we can handle. But there's not going to be a huge difference between the way I'm thinking on December 31st and the way I'm thinking when I wake up on January 1st. There's just not. I mean, 2023 was a good year. It was an interesting year. It was also a bad year and a troublesome year. I've been going through physical items and coming to grips with the fact that I'm going to have to change the way I hold on to things and what I hold on to because I realize personal possessions like books, old games, old photos, old mementos from my high school days, my college days, my previous jobs, all of that stuff isn't going to mean anything to anybody once I'm gone. Don't get me wrong, I'm not planning on going anywhere anytime soon, but 2023 is the year that I started reflecting on that stuff. I mean, really reflecting on that stuff. I've occasionally thought about it in passing. When I was cleaning out my parents' stuff, I realized, boy, there's a lot of stuff here I'm sure that they didn't know that they had. And there was a lot of stuff there that I wondered if they would have held on to it if they'd known it was there. Because I know in my own life, I've gone through boxes of stuff that I have stored away and I go, oh, I didn't remember that I had that. And now that I've seen it, do I really want to get rid of it? Even though I haven't seen it in 20 years, it's kind of cool that I still have it. So I go through this thought process. Well, I still have this. What the hell am I going to do with it? But it's cool that I have it. But why do I have it? And if I have it, why aren't I using it? I should put it in a box and hold on to it until next year. 2023 is the year that I started to stop doing that. It used to be that I would just throw stuff in a box and store it away. But 2023 is the year that I realized I can't keep doing that. Because if I keep doing that, there's going to come a time when either Mrs. Gamer Dude or my kids are going to be going through those boxes going, what the hell was Gamer Dude thinking? Here's just one example. I came across a small box of letters that I'd written home. These are letters that I sent to my parents when I was in college, when I was in law school. My mom had stashed them somewhere. And when I was cleaning out their house, I just boxed things up. And this box of letters is one of the boxes that I put together that was stuff in mom's room, her office, really. And I said, yeah, I'll go through that someday. I don't know why I didn't throw it out at the time. Maybe it was ego because they were my letters, so they must be good. But I've gone over it in recent weeks and I looked at it and I read it and I said, I guess mom held on to it because I wrote it to her. But why the hell do I still have it? I mean, yeah, it's nice to have a letter that I wrote and some of my own thoughts about what I was doing 30 years ago or however long ago it was. But why the hell am I still holding on to it? And 2023 is the year that I've come to the realization I should just get rid of this stuff. I really should. I get no benefit from it. I get no joy from it. It doesn't have any meaning to me. Why the hell am I holding on to it? And that just doesn't go for letters. That goes for things. I have an award from eighth grade. It's a little plaque. I've had it for literally decades. Most improved in math. Something like that. I don't even remember what it's for exactly. I just knew it had something to do with math. It's a little plaque. It's stored away. What the hell am I going to do with that? I think what I'm going to wind up doing is take a picture of this stuff. Not the letters. I guess I could scan the letters. Except I don't even care that much about the letters. I think I'm just going to toss them. But, you know, something like a plaque or an award. Maybe I take a picture of it so I can go through the picture and go, Oh, yeah, I remember that. Because I'm not hanging the plaque from 8th grade up anywhere. Anytime in this lifetime, anyway. I mean, I remember it. I'm talking about it, so you'll remember it. But for me, 2023 has been kind of a breakthrough year on that personal level. 
I've come to the realization I don't have to and I shouldn't hold on to all of this crap for my life. It doesn't make any of the memories any less interesting or meaningful or entertaining. And whether I have a plaque or a letter or a bowl or a picture, I still have the memory. And the memory is the most important part, don't you think? The other thing I wanted to do today was talk about the year end in general. And I know we've talked about resolutions in the past. I've talked about resolutions on the stream. I've talked about them in the podcast. I'm never a big believer in resolutions. And that's for any number of reasons. Not the least of which is it kind of sets you up for failure. Because whether your resolution is to lose weight or learn a new language or cut spending or buy a new car or move to a different state or change jobs or whatever it is, you can set yourself up for failure and you can feel like you are a failure when those things don't happen according to whatever artificial timetable you put on yourself. Now, I'm not saying there's not a reason to use the beginning of the new year as a jumping off point if that helps you motivate yourself. But don't make a resolution that's set in stone. Just look at the new year as an opportunity. Use it as an opportunity to change the way things are if you feel like you're in a rut. Maybe starting the first week of January, you do start looking for a new job. Not with the goal necessarily to find a new job, but just to change your perspective on where you are and what you want to do with your life. Don't look back at the year that's gone by and say, oh, what a crappy year. I hate my job. I hate my life. I hate this. I hate that. Use the new year as the opportunity to open up new doors in front of you. Think of what the things are that you could do. You could apply for that job. You could apply for that scholarship. You could apply for that grad school. You don't have to spend the new year looking back at the old year to weigh the changes you feel you have to make. You can just look forward to the new year as a chance to do things differently, better. And if you're happy the way your life is in 2023, if you're happy with everything, then you can look at the new year as an opportunity to continue that happiness, to expand upon it, to let it grow. You might look back at the year that's gone by and say, oh, I screwed up so many things. So many things went wrong. I made so many mistakes. Don't do that. You can look back on those things and say, yeah, those are things that went wrong, but I'm not going to do that again in the new year. I want to change things in the new year. I want it to be different. I want it to be better. And if you did great things in 2023, you can use 2024 as a jumping off point to continue doing those great things. You did some really wonderful things in 2023. Do even more of them in 2024. I guess what I'm trying to say is you shouldn't compartmentalize your life in such a way that you divide it up into little parcels that, okay, this was a good year, this was a bad year. You should look at your life as a river. You should look at your life as a big river that you're traveling down. And you're going to have some rapids and you're going to have bumpy parts of the ride, but it just continues to flow. It just continues to flow and you can ride it and enjoy it and you can look ahead and see all the beautiful things in your future. And yeah, the river turns around to bend and you never know what's going to be in the next valley. But boy, it's a beautiful ride. There's a lot to see. There's a lot to do. Don't look back on where you've been. Don't look back at the stuff behind you. It's behind you. You can't go back. You're going forward. So just keep going forward and taking advantage of the fact that you are going forward. You may not know what the final destination is, but boy, it's a hell of a fun ride to get there, isn't it? And if you're not having fun, you can steer the boat that you're in on a slightly different direction, and all of a sudden, you're having a blast. And that's what you should look for every day, every week, every month, every year. The last thing I want to do today is thank you. 
I usually do this in the Christmas episode, but I went a slightly different way with the Christmas episode this year. So I figured this would be the perfect opportunity to say thank you for all of the support that you give me. As I said at the beginning, if you'd asked me six years ago whether I'd still be doing the podcast six years in and whether I'd have over 300 episodes, I would have said, "Mm, no. One of the statistics that I read said most podcasts end within 20 episodes because people don't have the drive, they don't have the subject matter, they don't have the commitment to carry through. So when I started the podcast, I said to myself, we are going to make 21 episodes. I don't care what else we do, we are going to make 21 episodes, and then we'll see what happens. Well, we made 21 episodes within the first six months, and we just kept going. And I've had fun doing every episode that I've done. I've had fun talking to you and telling stories and reminiscing. I've had fun putting lists together. I've had fun sharing all of my experiences and my thoughts and all of the stuff that goes through my head. And I can't thank you enough for being there to listen to it, to give me your feedback, to enjoy it, and just to share these stories with me. It means the world to me, and I can't thank you enough. The fact that so many of you are here and that you're listening and that you're enjoying these stories, that means more to me than I can ever say. And that's why I keep doing it. That's also why I'm going to cut back a little for Season 7. As I said, we're not going anywhere, but I want to keep giving you quality. I don't want to repeat myself. I don't want you to go, why am I listening to this guy? He tells me the same stories over and over again. I want you to enjoy the experience, and I want to keep enjoying bringing it to you. Because this has been such a fun ride, and I don't really want it to stop. So thank you for making it possible. Thank you for riding along with me. And I'll continue to tell my stories for as long as you want to keep listening. Thank you so much for your support. And I wish you only the best for the new year. All right, my friends, that's going to do it for this year, and that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. I know we're a little shorter than we usually are, but I'm sure you've got things to do to get ready for New Year's. I know I've got things to get ready for New Year's, and I've never been one to overstay my welcome. So this seems like a good place to end for today. You guys have a safe, a healthy, and a happy New Year. We will be back with Season 7 in January. Look for me on Blue Sky. Look for me on Instagram. I will keep you posted on what the schedule is going to be. You can also, of course, check out the Twitch stream, and I will always keep you posted there as well. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you.